Pre variety hour on every podcast provider in and around God's beautiful blue green orb that we call planet Earth. I am Michael Dupree. I am still the host of the Michael Dupree variety hour. They haven't kicked me out yet. The board hasn't voted me out yet. As you guys know, the Michael Dupree variety hour is a publicly traded company. <laughs> we have stockholders. If you'd like to invest in the Michael Dupree variety hour, just uh. Uh, go look up the stock, uh, what is it called? The stock name, uh, P-O-O. <laughs> I thought I was going to think of something funnier before it came out, but it didn't happen. <laughs> I really thought I was going to think of something funnier, but it didn't happen, guys. That's just what we do. And it is uh, April 8th. It is uh, a beautiful day. It's spring day, guys. We're here. We're in the deep deep annals of of april and uh i think annals is maybe is maybe the way you're supposed to say it uh, a couple of poop jokes at the top of it not even a minute into the show uh and we're rocking it guys i cannot believe how long how how quickly this year is going by we're freaking we're, we're in the fourth month it just seemed like i had the flu in december yeah mm-hmm. and now it's, it's crazy yeah that flu is, is has flew by Yes, it has. <laughs> Man. And uh, I'm just saying, guys, I am getting uh, wed. I am I am, I am, uh, engaged to be married uh, in just five months. And uh, it's coming up, and it's scary. Wow, you poor bastard. I mean, congratulations. <laughs> I mean, it's not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not scared of the marriage part, although, like, the, uh, uh, all the, legal stuff around like uh having to figure out how to like merge two f- banks and all that seems in- intimidating uh but uh i'm more uh, it's the whole planning thing it's still it's terrible i lucked out i have a wonderful wife yeah and uh she, i talked sense into her she was not bridezilla and uh at the day came and we got married on belle isle Ooh, that's that t- where we're getting married oh yeah yeah we're <laughs> And uh, we're gonna do the ceremony on Sunset Point, and then we're doing the uh, actual reception in the casino. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We 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 had it at the uh, Great Lakes uh, uh, Dawson Great Lakes Museum. Oh. Uh, we had the reception and the ceremony actually. I don't even know about that building. It's on the south side of the island. Um, oh, it's wonderful. Um, there's so many rooms that they've renovated in the past uh, couple years, and oh. it's just. Uh, you know, so we had a strolling reception. Very nice. And, uh, and my advice to you is uh, just take your, you know, wife, uh, wife to be aside and say, hey, um, nobody knows what's going on. Uh, so if anything is wrong, yeah, no one's gonna know yeah. it anyway. So that's my advice. Uh, it's just, it's like it just, you know, gets down the stress level yeah. a little bit. <laughs> and because uh, weddings can be st- stressful, yeah. but it's a, it's a celebration, you know, and. Uh, so I wish you all the luck in the world. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, we are hiring a day of coordinator uh, so we don't have to worry about anything on the actual day of. Yep. Uh, that's like uh, we're, we're, we're trying to budget most part, for the most part on everything, but that's the thing that we're like, 
we just need to hire someone to, to take care of all that stuff on the day of because we don't want to have to stress about it. Yeah, um, smart. So that's I'm excited. I'm very excited to be getting married, but I'm also scared because uh, it's a big party, guys. It's like you only get you only get three weddings in your life tops, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, be brave, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just roll with the punches, you know. Yeah, uh, you got to just start punching people <laughs> if it starts going bad. <laughs> if you've never listened to the Michael the Free Friday Hour before, it's an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters, poets, artists, sculptors, directors, writers. And all any type of artist under the sun. And uh, it's also the world's only mandatory podcast. So welcome back, everybody in the world. Uh, I am joined here today by a very... Uh, he's pretty prolific in the in the Detroit uh, area, I think. Uh, pretty, pretty well-known guy, if you know any ding-dong about Detroit music <laughs> in the last, like, 15 years. Uh... He's, uh, his name is Tony DiNardo. He's, uh, of the band The Mugs, but today he is here as Dude. Yes, I am. Yes. And, uh, he's, uh, you're, like, 60s, 70s style, like, pop rock kind of guy. Yeah, I'm just, uh, anything late 60s, early 70s will do, and, yeah. you know, my own style. Yeah. And you just run it through the wash and it comes out Dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Yeah. And I started this band on a dare, actually. Because really? I, I never thought I'd do a live band. Yeah. Because I came out with my first album in 2012, mm-hmm. and I recorded with my good friend Bobby Emmett um, from 2008 until 2011. He was on tour with uh, Shooter Jennings at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we would record a song or a couple songs, and then I'd have like, he would go out of town for three months on tour, and then I'd sit on the mix, and I'm like, oh, I, I could add horns here and like violin here, and so it was really kind of like my, you know, Beatles White album. Yeah, like studio. And, yeah, studio. so and uh, fast forward to 2015, uh, my good friend Stephen Garcia, who is now the rhythm guitar player and dude, uh, you know, if you know Stephen, he's like. I, I just don't get it, Tony. You you come out with this awesome album and you don't even put a band together. What, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and uh, the Mugs were going on tour in, to Europe in 2015. It was like May, uh, and we had this conversation in early April. And so I said, and he was calling me out, you know. And I got pride, but you know, as my my dad would say, pride will fuck you up. <laughs> so uh, I said, all right, Stephen, I get it. Um, how about we? When I come back home, you're you're in my band. You're in my live band. How's that? And uh, <laughs> you kind of forced him into it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's a mom. wonderful musician, uh, a great friend. We went, actually went to high school together, but he was, I think, four or five years behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how it started. And then I, I grabbed this wonderful gu- uh, lead guitar player. I was in a band called the ML Liebler Blues Band. Um, and Don't say, try to say that five times fast. I know. He, well, he's a <laughs> professor at Wayne State, actually. Oh, cool. And he's the coolest guy ever. Um, he's quite the poet. Uh, so you should have, maybe have him on the show. Uh, oh, and, put him on my list. In the future, 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 future. future. future, future. So anyways, uh, I grabbed Charlie, a uh, wonderful uh, lead guitar player. Um, um, and then Todd Glass uh, with, was, uh, with, with the mugs. And mm-hmm. I grabbed him, and we became this four-piece. And uh, our first live show was uh, November of two th- uh, 2015, mm-hmm. and in one year's time, we actually toured Spain. 
Um, wow. Yeah, we set up a tour and we saved up our money and we did it, you know. And so um, that got the ball rolling. And then I started, um, you know, digging into my bag of songwriting tricks. And uh, so I wrote um, the uh, my second album, which is upcoming, probably going to be released in the fall of 2019. Uh, it's called Autobiography. So I wrote that in preparation for Spain because I didn't have enough songs. Oh, wow. And so that's kind of my Spanish album. Um, <laughs> and it's now like my 70s rock album. And then I've written my third album already, too. So um, very ambitious. You got, you got stuff in the pipe. Yeah, man. I got, uh, you know, as you know, or as you, you may not know, I got my ass kicked in the early aughts when I had a stroke at the ripe old age of 28 and uh, almost... Almost died a couple times, uh, but I didn't die, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I survived, and then, uh, you know, Danny, uh, my best friend Danny, Danny Muggs, as he's known around town, uh, or Metric, or Metric, <laughs> uh, uh, he uh, he could have replaced me. We're a three-piece. The Muggs are a three-piece mm-hmm. blues rock trio. and uh, he, But he didn't, and he said, there's no Muggs without tone. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, he made the ultimate... Uh, friend gesture, you know, the sacrificial gesture. It saved my life in so many ways because it gave me a purpose to get better. And and I, I was under the impression, <clears throat> the impression, because um, I was completely paralyzed on my right side and unable able to speak. So I got my, you know, my speech back within a couple months. But, you know, I worked at it, worked at it. But uh, it was a slow progression from, like, veteran, wheelchair-bound, four-prong cane, one-prong cane, AFO, which is like a leg brace. And then, uh, you know, and then throughout the years. So I I was on the impression that I would get my hand back, but I never did. Um, And so uh, a good friend of mine, Matt Smith, from Outrageous Cherry fame, um, it's a really awesome band. Now it's the Matt Smith group after his lead guitar player, Larry, passed away uh, like last year sometime. So uh, he said, Tony, uh, the Mugs were so such a tremendous band. That, um, why don't you consider playing the bass on a keyboard like Ray Manzarek? Yeah. It never occurred to me. And so I let some time you know, slip by thinking that I was going to get my hand back. And when I didn't, um, and I'm still working on the hand, you know, it's a, I'm a late bloomer, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, but in the meantime, I'm like, that's a pretty good, Good idea. I'm gonna, and so I had a, you know, talk with Danny, and you know, because when you're a three piece, you can't bullshit a three piece. You got to be on point. So yeah. I, he gave me his blessing, and um, th- I guess the rest is history. Um, because f- you know, five albums later, and about, you know, the Mugs are g- gonna drop our sixth album uh, probably this summer, awesome. and then, you know, where can I do? So, long story short, um, it was this progression of. Um, just I was scared to death when you know to get in front of this new instrument. Yeah. But I worked my ass off and I, I made it good. But it's this been this progression of okay I'm with the mugs again and then I got back involved with my other two bands. Uh, I'm in a rattlesnake shake. Well, it's called rattlesnake shake. It's a Peter Green Fleetwood Mac tribute band. Mm-hmm. So the Fleetwood Mac before the before the famous Fleetwood Mac it was a like a psychedelic blues band, and uh, this is the fun fact. Uh, who wrote Black Magic Woman? Um, Santana. Eh. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah. I did not that's know my that. f- that's a fun fact. Yeah. I didn't know so that. Uh, this guy is uh, 
tragic uh, figure and one of the best lead guitar players you've never heard of, Peter Green. Yeah. And so from 67 through 70, Peter Green was the Fleetwood Mac, and he wrote these all yeah. these tremendous songs like O.L., have you ever heard the Rockets version of Oh Well? Uh, can't help but by the shape I'm in. I can't sing. I ain't pretty. Yes. My legs are thin. Yeah. That song. Fleetwood Mac wrote that too. Um, oh. So there's this wonderful side of the Fleetwood Mac before the the girls joined in Lindsay Buckingham. And then, then they just took over the world, right? Yeah. Um, so that um, I got involved in that. and Because um, I've always been a blues player. Danny Muggs and I grew up on the blues and the Beatles. You know, and so, uh, and then I'm in a Ween tribute band. Really? Uh, are you familiar with Ween? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, they, they're a tremendous uh, force of nature, and they write eclectic songs, uh, you know, f- anywhere from country mm-hmm. to pop to songs that sound like the Beatles, Prince, you name it, Thin Lizzy. And they just, um, they're tremendous. Uh, so I got involved in that. Uh, and so it's just been this maturation of my career, and... Um, you know, sometimes if you stick with it, um, you get rewarded, like being on your show. Yeah. You know? <laughs> this is the peak, the yes. pinnacle. <laughs> you I, made it, man. <laughs> looks like you made it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, there's, uh, it's got to be hard uh, to, it had, it must have been difficult to uh, continue to push on. Um, yeah, you know, you know it, a lesser person, lesser person might have been like, "Well, I guess that's the end." You <laughs> know, I, I, you know, luckily not even I was a person, but... born in the '70s, and I had great movies like *Empire Strikes Back* and *Rocky* to train me for this moment in time. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you just have *Eye it, of the Tiger* playing. In your yeah, album. yeah, um, and you know, uh, it, it's all the stupid cliches apply to me. Like life is what you make it. And yeah. you can do whatever you want in this life, but you you gotta work for it. And I work my ass off for it every day. And uh, you know, I think people recognize that, but I'm not concerned with like a pat on the back. I, you know, I want my life back and I'm still like working towards getting my hand back, you know, but it's it's deeper than that. It's nerve regrowth and yeah. who knows. Um I'm lucky to be alive. The 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 stroke that I had uh, it was more like an aneurysm. It was a brain bleed oh. and um, 15% survival rate. So I'm at the top of my class for the 15% that have survived. And, um, you know, I, I write, write for a blog called rockthestroke.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, deals with stroke. And um, I'm writing a book right now uh, about uh, my autobiography, about the, the, my tales of, you know, tragedy and triumph and all the hilarious stories about Danny and I growing up, what shaped me, uh, how I came to music when I had my stroke, all the hilarious stories in the hospital with my mom. <laughs> you know, it, it's, uh, it's going to be good. Um, I've taken my time with it. I've been working on it for about two, two and a half years, and it's going to be another two and a half before it's done. But, you know, um, you don't want to fuck up your autobiography. No. You know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I do have a you know a start and a finish, so um, I'm going to wrap it up um, in 2016 uh, cool. at the end of the year. So uh, it's kind of like um, I had this conversation with a dear friend of mine, a, a bass player. His name Jamie Ma- Jamie Mosshart, mm-hmm. and he's in the, uh, this band called the Loggerheads. Yep. And uh, he he works at Third Man Records, and uh, we were talking about. How would I would love dude to get signed to Third Man because they're just so good. Anything that Jack White touches is like gold. Yeah, and in my opinion, 
what an artist, um, a true artist. And so, uh, and they, I didn't know this, but they published books as well and musical books, you know, books know about, <laughs> you know, people's careers in music. And he said, that's your angle. Um, and so, and you know, I'm not saying that I'm going to get signed to third man. I would love to get signed to third man. Bottom line is, uh, I would love to have this published, but uh, yeah. I'm, you know, set my goal really high. And, yeah, set the bar. Know, and, yeah, and see, see where you know it, I land. Heck yeah! So let's uh, let's hear some music. How, uh, what are these? Uh, so your songs, uh, you know, they're about like two and a half minutes long each or so. So I wanna I wanna like fit in as much of your music as we can on the show. So, Thanks, man. Uh, what is uh, What are these first two songs that we'll be playing? Well, the first song is uh, my first single off this upcoming album I'm calling Autobiography. Mm-hmm. It's like autobiography and graffiti. Sandwich that together, autobiography. Yeah. Um, and this is called Own the Day, a uh, very personal song about, you know, tragedy and triumph and, you know, you know living in the moment. Very cool. And uh, back to back, we'll play the next one. Uh, what, what is that one? It's it's called "In the Next Pocket," and I I wrote that. Uh, it was one of the first songs I actually wrote um, when I started playing. Um, I started my musical career when I was twenty. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it was late to the prom, as they say. But um, uh, once I started, and you know, Danny and I started together, we've never looked back. So um, as soon as I could write two, you know, figure out two chords in the guitar, I was writing songs. And so this is just a, you know, real simple song uh, called In the Next Pocket um, uh, about my love and hate of um, these bums that, you know, stand on the uh, corner. I I know that there's mental health issues, but some uh, sometimes I get indignant about, um, you know, what you have your able body. Why don't you just, uh, you know, have a job instead of, you know, you know, Grifting for money, and so that's kind of what I wrote. And then I wrote a video, and then I kind of spun that into a political thing, a political satire, which is always good. Very cool. So here is Dude with Own the Day, followed by In the Next Pocket.
a street in College Boulevard A man stands selfishly alone Ain't got no money for a car So he's happy to walk just as far as he can go Cause in the next pocket, in the next pocket he knows Something for the stomach, a little whiskey ghost in the next pocket, in the next pocket he goes Been. Sorry boy, you're out of luck again Another shot at 50 Stevens end Cause in the next pocket, in the next pocket he knows Something for the stomach, a little whiskey goes oh, In the next pocket, in the next pocket he goes Welcome back to another exclusive Michael the Bird Radio Hour report. I'm Mitch Rabbers. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I just do things, guys. That was Own the Day, followed by In the Next Pocket by Dude. And I'm here with Dude. How are you, Dude? Doing good, Dude. Dude. Uh, so obviously, uh, you have a lot of, uh, influences in, in the Beatles and, and, uh, and, you know, Peter, Pete Green's, uh, Fleetwood Mac, Peter Green, Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some other, uh, major influences? Like maybe some, uh, local artists that, uh, that you, that you look up to or, or, or respect a lot? Wow. Um, uh, <laughs> the list is long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh Visions, mm-hmm. uh, The Cheetahs, Tinfoil. Uh, Matt, Matthew Smith Group, uh, mm-hmm. formerly Outrageous Cherry. Uh, Super Birthday. Super, you're giving me a lot of Troy bands. Gregory's. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know. If. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, you put me on the spot. I'm gonna <laughs> blank on the so many. I, I'm also a big blues fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tasha Owens, Smoke Jones, Brett Lucas. Uh, I mean, these are tremendous uh, blues artists that deserve, you know, the world's attention. Um, let's see. I, I go out and see music every, oh, The Beggars. Very cool. Um, Duende. Ooh, yeah. Oh. There it is. <laughs> X marks the spot. Love those guys. Uh, Five Pound Snap. Love uh, them, I don't know too. If, yeah. Uh, they're on hiatus right now. What's and, the deal? Uh, Look, they released such a great EP 
our album, uh, what was it, two years ago? Yeah. And then they go on hiatus, and it's like, come on, guys. Yeah, they're young. Give them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give them some slack. I know, I yeah. know. But yeah, that just speaks to Michael O'Brien's songwriting, uh, which I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. And he was integral uh, to uh, this second Do It album. If I can wax ecstatic on Michael O'Brien for a second. Please. He, I love that He guy. played all the instrumentation on uh, Own the Day. Really? That's him and uh, me singing. And we just, we, there's a couple other players. Um, Shannon from White Bee uh, played, uh, sang a harmony. Mm-hmm. And Scott from uh, uh, Five Pound Snap did the B3 organ. You got a, you got a major super group going on here. <laughs> you know what? I'm the luckiest musician because uh, I just surround myself with people that are talent, more talented than I am. It's hard not to find amazing talent in Detroit, man. Like, there's so many people here that are just. I mean, I. I mean, I've been doing the show for, for. I mean, technically, been doing the show for like five years, but as as an art showcase show for two or three, rather, and uh, I haven't even scratched the surface. Oh, (laughs) you know, I'm going to see a band, uh, um, in a, in the future. Um, uh, they're really good friends of mine. Uh, They're called Max Saturn. I had that. I love those guys. <laughs> oh man, like early Stones, uh, kind were... of like Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac in yeah. a, a way, just early rock and roll. And uh, you know, I could, um, I'm just gonna uh, shout out like I have Tourette's, like you know, the next band. Like I, I'll just do that. How's that sound? <laughs> Sounds great. Okay. I yeah, Max Adam. They they were one of my favorite episodes. Actually, they were uh, they came on and they took over the show pretty much. It became the Max Adam Variety Hour. They're wow. great. Um, so yeah, so uh, you mentioned so you Audrey Kubat. <laughs> Sorry, Kubat Finley and Rose. <laughs> uh, so you uh, you've been on a uh, you you talked mentioned earlier about how you went on a Spanish tour, mm. um, uh, and you you kind of you re released your Kid Gloves album on, as like a Spanish vinyl yeah version uh, an import. Um, you know, I'm always cognizant of the one off and making it special. Mm-hmm. And because if, if you know vinyl, um, you can fit up to 20 minutes per side. And if you, if you go over 20 minutes, then it start, starts sounding weird. Mm-hmm. So 18 to 20 minutes per side is the sweet spot. Um, and because Kid Gloves originally was only 32 minutes, I, I was like, wow, I, I have uh, you got a some, more minutes. yeah, <laughs> I, have, I can play with this. So uh, we, we re-recorded... Um, uh, country song I wrote called uh, Gotten Over You mm-hmm. that Charlie, um, my first guitar player and dude, um, he just loved. So um, we re recorded that. Uh, and it's like kind of like a, I, I love rearranging my songs. Um, excuse me. So we did that, and it's kind of like Charlie put his special touches on it. And then uh, I, I wrote this uh, song in my car, actually. Um, I, I love the Cadu Cafe, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've watched the door for them, you know, checking IDs. I've been the security guard in the parking lot. I'm the booking agent for them for music um, for the last four years now. But going back to 2011, I was one of the coldest days in February, and I had to watch the lot. And I'm, I was going crazy. I'm like, I got to do something. I'm going to write a song. And I, uh, my friend Drew just showed me uh, GarageBand. And, mm-hmm. you know, on my phone. And so imagine me in my car, like, doing, like, writing a song <laughs> like this. It, it's so it, counterintuitive to, like, actual songwriting, right? Yeah. But I, I can work my way around a melody. 
And so I just started putting chords together, and this song emerged. And it's the uh, most pretentious title I've ever written called Teenage Life, Teenage Dread. <laughs> and uh, But this this recording, this demo, uh, um, came out. It was such a charming demo mm-hmm. that I uh, said, oh, screw it. You know, I always say, like, jokingly, no one's listening anyway, so I can do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I put that on the album as well. So there's two bonus tracks. And it's a Spanish import, uh, so I'm I'm proud of that. You know, I, I'm cognizant of the fact that I'm in zero zero one percent of bands that get to go to Europe and play, and my life is a, a fairy tale. I, I swear to God, um, I have no business doing what I do. Somehow, it's just uh, I do it. And um, so, you know, had it manufactured over there, and it shirts manufactured over there, and then we did our tour. And we came back, and I had um, so when you you would when you do that, there's usually 300 albums, and I had 150 mailed back to me from Spain, and then 150, uh, you know, um, in, in like waiting for me uh, when when we landed and mm-hmm. we started our tour. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Very nice. You know? it, was there a particular reason that you wanted to do Spain? You know, Spain. Uh, the Mugs started um, touring Spain in 2007. 2007. Mm-hmm. That was our first tour, and it was only like a ten day ten day tour. And we went with uh, uh, Danny w- w- when I had my stroke. So Danny put the Mugs down, and he said eh, six months later I wasn't getting any better, and so he got himself involved involved in other bands. He was in the King Snakes, and then the Paybacks invited him to play lead guitar. The Paybacks were a buzz band in the early aughts. That um, we thought we really thought that you know they had a chance to you know gain you know fame and fortune. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't turn out the way we we all hoped it would. But um, so in 2007 they got invited to uh, tour Spain for a 10 day tour. So they took the mugs. Um, nice. Yeah. So big, and it was just two extra guys because uh, Danny was going to do double duty. Yeah. And from there. Um, you know, once you once you play Spain, oh my God, it's my favorite country in the whole world. Wow! Um, you just get a taste for it, and and so in 2010, we went back on our own dime, and then then 2012, we got invited from this promoter, um, and then so we did 2007, 2010, 2012, 2013, 2015, and 2018 oh, wow. <laughs> with the mugs. In 2016, I toured with Dude. So. I'm just like again fairy tale uh, career, um, and uh, what can I say? Spain is the shit. I need to go there now. Yeah, I, never, I wasn't really on my radar. <laughs> and to, um, to the hit, nicest hit people, and there, I, I equate Spain to Detroit. There, there, there's a lot of similarities. Blue collar, yeah, spunky. Um, what's that? <laughs> spunky. It's spunky. A hardworking, hard playing. Check check. Um, great food. Check. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they love rock and roll. Jack, you know, <laughs> very so, cool. So many similarities. So uh, you have uh, we talked. <laughs> you talked a, a bit about it, but you have a new album coming out later this year, Autobiographiti. Did I say it right? Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's a mouthful. Auto uh, autobiographiti. So autobiographiti. if you go autobiographiti, autobiographiti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it's gonna be like. Eight rockers, two ballads, because I'm a ballad guy, and uh, one country western. Very cool. And so, uh, you know, because n- uh, I always joke around, no one's listening, uh, I <laughs> decided to uh, be ballsy and release 
the ballad as my first single. And um, I got a second single. It's, it's going to drop. I think I'm going to hold off, though, and wait for... I'm working with uh, Mariah Dallas, uh, formerly of oh, yeah. Mariah Dallas and the Heartbreakers. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Heartbreakers. Um, she, uh, she's going to uh, direct my video. Um, Very nice. And the, video is, um, the song in the video uh, is a song called Blue Canary. Cool. And you said that's coming out like fall of this year. Oh, the the single in the video, oh. hopefully in the summer, and oh, then cool. I'll I'll do a big release party probably in the fall. Very nice. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, what are these next two songs that you're going to be showing us called? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not exactly where I should be. And oh yeah. Teenage life. <laughs> not exactly where I should be. Um, I wrote this song. This is this uh, opening track on Kid Gloves, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, it's you know, it's a song about you know not knowing your p- spot in life yet, your place in life yet. But as long as I have good friends, um, I can make it. You know. Very nice. And then, yeah, teenage life, teenage dread is about being a punk teenager. Um, mm-hmm. You know, insecure and you know being the bully, um, having all these insecurities. Um, and just somehow struggling through what we've all had to struggle through in our early teen years, you know. Awesome. Yep. All right, so here is Dude with Not Exactly Where I Should Be, followed by Teenage Life, Teenage Dread.
very nice. Bam, bam. Dan, 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 dan. Do you want a tissue? Yeah. You know, I, I got a little teary eye. I got that teen, teenage life, teenage <sighs> dread dripping down my face. <laughs> all right. So it I'll is. Pull it together. Yeah. It's all right, uh, man. I'll be okay. Here, you can have the tissue back. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Did you blow your nose through your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talented. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> Very cool. So we are going to move on to our next guest. Uh, he's a friend of the show. He's been on before. Um, and he is a master acteur. Uh, his name is Crimmington Montpellier. I got yeah. said it right that time. Where am I? Where, where are my signs? Where is my copy? Your copy? I'll do it from memory. Hello, this is Crimmington Montpellier. Here for slide right catheters. You know, I've had, been having to cath for over 40 years now. And when I need to cath, there's only one brand of catheters I turn to, and that's slide right. Is that good? Can I leave now? <laughs> is a, this what? I think you're. Is this a, I, I think you were misunderstanding what the point of this was. I was excuse me, what? Uh, this is, uh, this was not supposed to be an ad read. This is, uh, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm here to interview you. Wait, wait a minute. What? What? I'm sorry. Do you I, not remember me, Crimmington? I, I, I've never seen you before. I, I, uh, Man, you're oh, I like suddenly a... become very frightened. My, I, uh, I'm very drunk. You'll have to excuse oh. me. My sister's children dropped me off here. They told me it was a job. And no. Uh, cr- clearly lied to me. You've, uh, remember you, uh, you were on as a dialect coach, uh, or is that's what I refer to you as mistakenly. Did you just call me? Uh, back in episode 50. I am a master actor. Yes. Um, I, 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 man, you, you have aged a lot in the last year and a half. I just gotta say. <laughs> you, you look bad. You piece of shit. <laughs> Michael, I swear to God. Hey, you do know who I'll I am. destroy you. Here on your very own podcast. I can't seem to have kicked his memory by my... I'll ruin you. You'll never so much as set foot on a stage in this city again. I have that kind of power. Do you understand me, Michael? I hear you loud and clear. Is this funny to you? Is it a joke to you? No, 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 no. You motherfucker. Oh, he's got a (laughs) switchblade. Do it, Krimi. Thank you, young man. (laughs) It's very kind of you. For the listeners at home, this young man has just provided me with a blade with which to menace. (laughs) Whose side are you on, Tony? (laughs) I like Krimi. Sorry, man. uh, He's quite charming. What was your name, Michael O'Shea? What it, What is this? What am I doing? It's the here? Michael Dupree Variety Hour. It's an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters, poets, artists, sculptors, directors, and writers. And it's also the world's only mandatory podcast. When do I get my check? You don't. The... We don't. We don't. This is an outrage. I call my sister's children right now. Will you? Will you call them for me? I. I don't have the number. <coughs> Excuse are you okay? me. I. I need to take a. A drink from my whore's punch. Oh, God. That smells very bad. If you're wondering uh, what exactly Ooh, is... I was going to say that... Horse punch. Depends punch, it's on rancid. what you're smelling. It depends well, on what you're smelling. It's, it's Powerade, fruit punch, Powerade, and peppermint schnapps. And also, it seems like there's like some old milk in there, too. Maybe from like the last thing that was in there. Did you soil class. yourself, Krimi? Yeah. Ooh, well, depends. Yeah, I think I get what I'm you're not going for now. incontinent as far as uh, 
cacaos, but I, I am incontinent when it comes to making urine from my penis. <laughs> I depend on catheters that slide right catheters. Uh, yes. The very best top of the class. You don't have to. If they're not a sponsor. It reminds me when I was in the no, hospital. I've got, a, I've got an arrangement with You ever been straight cast? Straight cast? Yeah. It's the, the step <laughs> up when, when uh, you're catheterized and you, you finally, wow, I, I'm done with a catheter. But you still can't pee. Oh. They straight cath you. Ouch. Uh, so, yeah, well, you know. We'll do that. We'll do another segment. Yeah, I've been straight. Stay tuned for the straight cath dish episode. <laughs> I've been straight cathed. I've been half cathed. I've been now. I have to do side caths. Side cath. The, I put the catheter in, uh, you know, uh, sideways. Basically, <laughs> long ways or like uh, like hamburger style, not hot dog style. <laughs> Indeed, hamburger. I write style. about it in my book <laughs> at length. <laughs> hamburger style. <laughs> Every waking moment is immeasurable agony for me, Mike. Why do you do it that way? Why are you laughing? It just doesn't seem like the best way to do it. What kind of a program have you brought me on here today? It's Michael the Pre Friday Hour. It's an art showcase and comedy show where it features local musicians, painters, poets, artists, sculptors, actors. I'm important. Tony Muggs. Ring a bell? I'm afraid I don't understand most. Modern music, the only music I listen to is uh, Kenny Loggins. <laughs> the, uh, the soundtrack to the movie Footloose. Great movie. My sister's children uh, bought me the record. Uh, Why don't you call them the, your nephews and nieces? Because I hate them and I hate my sister as oh. well. I don't, uh, I don't acknowledge. You know, that story about uh, catheterization has put me in mind of when I was uh, on Broadway doing Broadway. Uh, the uh, Flowers in the Attic musical uh-huh. opposite uh, Crystal Bernard of Wings fame. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a disaster. It was uh, closed after two nights. They shut it down immediately. V.C. Andrews uh, sued not only the producers, but me as well. Oh, God. You she, didn't have any protection? She slandered me, uh, saying my performance was the, the worst and that I deserved uh, uh, to suffer uh, punishing litigation as a result. And I can, uh, I can re- still remember that. I, I enjoyed the, uh, the libretto very much. And now uh, I can I can remember a song from it. I, I played the grandfather. Yes. I, I don't know if you've ever seen the uh, film. Uh, Flowers in the Flowers Attic. Flowers in the Attic. I have not. Based on the V.C. Andrews novel. <laughs> but the song went a little something like this. Where are my grandchildren? Are they not <laughs> Now, another interesting anecdote about that production is Crystal Bernard uh, uh, said very publicly... Oh, sorry. Have you fallen asleep? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, 
I've bored you. You've anyway, bored, you've bored my other guests. Well, no. back to Crystal Bernard. I I just want to tell you what a horrible woman she is, and if I ever see her on the street, uh, I I beg your pardon. I was just up all night doing cocaine. Oh yes, I, and uh, I, I tend to nod off at times. When you're bored, I, I cry your pardon. I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm, no apologies necessary. I'm no stranger to the white lion, and uh, one must be careful because <laughs> it will run you right out of the jungle. I can no longer afford to it be, uh, to do the white lion because I most of uh, my money goes to uh, my rent at uh, Cherry Hill Acres uh, Retirement Home in the City of Gardens where my <laughs> sister has imprisoned me, much like the children in V.C. Andrews' novel, Flowers in the Attic. <laughs> keeps coming I, do back believe, to that. I do believe they are poisoning me as well. Oh, no. Yes. That would be a shame. But when I do cocaine uh, after my accident and with the catheters, uh, it just uh, makes my urine uh, very foamy. And oh, God damn it. <laughs> When I have to side cast, <coughs> it adds to the uh, immeasurable uh, volume of the foam, agony and terror, oh. and also the volume and f- of the foam and the and the uh, the pus. It uh. also comes, Michael. I want to tell you another story about uh, a wonderful experience I had. I, I was. Uh, this was the <laughs> mid 1990s. Okay. I was doing On Thin Ice, the Steve Eiserman story, <laughs> the musical. It was was he like in the middle of his career? Or like just a, starting his career in the mid 90s? Everything's a fucking joke to you, Michael? <laughs> just saying, it's a weird time to do a story of Steve Eiserman when he's like a rookie. <laughs> it was at the. Uh, 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 above the, the formerly the Second City Theater. Yes, uh, the city theater it was now. Above the, yes, but it was in the restaurant above it yes. is where uh, the performance was, was running. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, I was uh, quite literally chased from the stage and asked never to return to the Detroit <laughs> theater scene ever uh-huh. again. And uh, What did you do? I immediately returned. They, they. Oh, forgo- I mean, what did you do to cause them to run you out? They forgot. I, I mean, I thought I delivered uh, incredible performances. Uh, Steve Eisenman's uh, father, uh, but uh, apparently uh, it was not uh, well received. No. And, uh, so, I think maybe calling you a master act tour is maybe putting it on a little strong. I don't like most master actors probably haven't been a run out of a town, a city, a major city, uh, for how bad their performances were. Michael, I want you to listen to me very carefully. If you insult me like this again, we will come to blows. I'm just saying, Tony, I, have you, have you ever been run out of a town, uh, for, for your music performance? Hmm. No. Yeah. Well, has it ever occurred to either of you that perhaps uh, this city was not ready for an actor of myself? Let me let you in on a little secret. Uh-huh. Detroit is not known for its theater. That's very true. That's That's that is true. true. And when a talent uh, such as myself, top class, 
first order actor <laughs> comes through the door <laughs> and I deliver a performance, they're intimidated and frightened mm. by the level of skill, the level of mastery, <laughs> the level of... Uh, <coughs> of uh, would you like some of my whores, punch? <laughs> I would love some. Here you go, here you go. Excuse the uh, the white ring around the uh, bottle. It's uh, the rhyme from my mouth. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> how's that? How's that taste, Tony? It's good. See, I told you. Is it, it's, it uh, just Powerade and fruit? Powerade fruit punch. Now it's got some kick. And you know, that's a terrible Ooh, combination. May I have another swig? Uh, yes, of course. Help yourself. You know who taught me how to make this uh, this uh, remarkable cocktail? No, but I'm sure you'll tell us. It was uh, it was again Crystal Bernard. <laughs> I was brought in uh, as a movement coach for her as she was uh, shooting the TV series Wings. <laughs> do, could you do me a favor? Could you call it an elixir? Uh, no, uh, I'm afraid uh, a horse punch. punch is the. Is the only apt name for Are you saying cocktail. horse punch or whore's a punch? A whore's punch. Okay. Much like the whore's bath I'll be taking uh, in the sink <laughs> in a few moments now. Because the they don't have showers at the shared home. bathroom at uh, Chili Hill Acres is, does not afford me the privacy I need no. to uh, do my ablutions and also my side calves. I can't. I, this is one thing I can't stand. It's to be laughed at, Michael. Like I'm some kind of uh, Harlequin here to do cartwheels for you. And <laughs> Reminds me of uh, Goodfellas. Do I amuse you? Yeah. Am I a clown? You do amuse me. I'm afraid. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. You never seen Goodfellas? It's called a motion picture. Yes. I, I, uh, I, I find <laughs> motion pictures to be a. Uh, a disgusting Abhorrent. art form for dullards and low uh, uh, crawlers. The theater is uh, the superior art form. The only films I've seen are the films in which I have appeared. Oh, you've appeared in it's, it's a great I, way to make money. I, I know people. I'm important. I'm, s- I'm smart. Oh, uh, <laughs> Could, could you get me some rolls? Uh, I'm afraid uh, my contract with uh, SlideWrite is, uh, is one of the few uh, consistent uh, jobs I have these days. But I can, I, I'm I can really, get you I, some auditions with some uh, important people. Well, I, that's great news. I don't know what to say. Thank you so very much. I, I, You're I, welcome. I, am, uh, I can get See, you my He's CV. not all that bad, Michael. Why, I, I why mean, you bust seem his to, chops? You seem to have a way of connecting with him. I can't get through to him at all. Well, um, well perhaps, I'm an old soul. Perhaps it's your condescension, Michael. Perhaps it's your, it's your reluctance to, to uh, realize. And, the, and, and there was a time where... I had shit in my pants too, and it's okay. Yeah, I'm here to support the elderly. We've all shit our pants. And you okay, know, first things first, I haven't shit my pants. <laughs> uh, Are you sure? I. It is only merely because <laughs> I most of my underwear was stolen from my uh, my quarters at the Cherry Hill Acres, 
and I've only got one pair, and I've been wearing them for uh, many days. How many days? uh, Michael, what difference could that possibly make? I just need to know. How many days have you gone without washing your underwear? uh, I'm afraid uh, I I have no conception of time uh, any longer. You see, there's no windows in my room at Cherry Hill Acres. They just sort of blend together, you know, except for the days when my sister's children come to visit me. That's nice of them. Yes, well, they they have their uh, merits, I suppose. Yeah. But they do uh, resemble my my sister, which uh, disgusts me. Usually the visits only last about ten minutes before I ask them to leave. <laughs> Krimi, were were you ever married? <clears throat> oh yes, yes, I was married. How many uh, times? I was. I've been married uh, fifteen times. <laughs> Six of those times was to uh, uh, Miss Crystal Bernard. So <laughs> wings. <laughs> the TV series wings. Wings, yeah. And also. The Flowers in the Attic musical. Uh-huh. The ill-fated uh, Flowers in the Attic musical. Broadway. With, uh, uh, two of the children died uh, from sandbags <laughs> on the second night, which is probably the main reason it shut down so, yeah. so soon. But, That's uh, pretty uh, pretty awful. Yes, well, uh, <clears throat> uh, I killed them because I was haunting that theater as... Uh, the, as a phantom, I, my face was very badly burned by acid, and in between uh, performances <laughs> at the theater, <laughs> I would uh, uh, wreak, uh, wreak uh, terror and havoc because I wanted my revenge for being so badly burned. With so acid. you murdered two children? Yes, yes, I did. With God. sandbags. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That solves everything, huh? I guess. Uh, I well, guess. listen. I mean, if it was so bad, why would Miss Crystal Bernard have married me another three times after that? I mean, <laughs> that's true. Listen, you didn't know these children. They were they were a handful. Yeah. Uh, were they little imps like the Nan Rouge? Uh, I'm sorry. The what? Uh, the Nan Rouge. The Nan Rouge. I, uh, I'm afraid I don't know what that is. Is that some kind of uh, Detroit thing? Uh, yeah. You see, I'm from uh, London. London, Ontario. It's kind of of like the uh, Mardi Gras of Detroit. Uh, It happened a um, couple weeks back. It was a great time. I go every year that I can go. And uh, throughout the history of Detroit, whenever a tragedy happened, uh, 1701, moving forward, there was always a sighting of a little red devil. Oh, my God. Oh, he fell asleep. I put him to sleep. Like, don't wake him up. I don't want to wake him up. No, let's scare him. I don't want to talk to him anymore. Let's scare him. Let's let's pull his pants down. Oh, what if we stabbed him with your with your, with your pocket knife? Oh, that's an option. Oh, let's pull his pants down. Okay, three. One, two, two three. Ooh! Oh, I did not wake oh, him no. up at all. He's still sleeping. It just this came awesome. straight down. That's uh, Sharpie's face. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, what should we write on? Um, penis. Penis. It, all oh, right. That's oh, it's classic. It always works. Just write penis. Don't don't draw a penis. Oh, all right. I, I already did. Okay. Okay, I'll write penis on his forehead too. All right. 
and uh, should I, should we put a slap, you know, kick me on his back? Yes, yes. Okay. And then kick him. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, the, uh, ever since um, 1701, when uh, tragedy strikes Detroit, mm -hmm. there's been a sighting of a red devil or a red imp or the Nan Rouge. And so this is a celebration, a festival. I call it the Mardi Gras of Detroit, in Cass Quarter, if you know where that is, down in Detroit, Midtown. And uh, they have this little <laughs> parade. Can and, uh, I truly love a woman <laughs> who would poison her own grandchildren? Where the fuck am I? Well, that's all the time where, we have for today. Where am I? Well, I'm frightened. Please, you two young men, can you help me? Uh, yeah. I have a card for when this happens. The number on the card is here's my... A, here's a Sharpie. Write it down. My No, no. I, it's already written down. It's the number for my sister's children. Please have them come hey, and pick uh, me maybe, up. Hey, uh, maybe, uh, maybe you're just like confused. Maybe if we hold a mirror up to your face, you'd... Uh... Uh, well... I, I don't recognize my, that man at all. No? No. You're Crimington Montpellier, famous uh, master actor. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> I thought uh, I had died in my sleep, no. finally, at long last. No. But unfortunately, I... no such luck. Hey, Crimington, think now. fast. <laughs> oh, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you have a kick me sign on your back, so I just, I want to listen to the sign. You've kicked me. So hard, I feel uh, as if uh, my bones have shattered. Oh, God, I'm sorry. My bones are like glass. You have to understand, I <laughs> I could never uh, abide the taste of dairy foods. You know, my bones are very weak. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for the show today. Tony, where can people find more from you? Yeah, um... I have several page, social media pages. Uh, in most circles um, uh, on social media, I'm known as Tony Muggs. So you can find me on Facebook uh, as Tony Muggs, on Instagram as Tony Muggs. Uh, I have a Bandcamp, and it's iamdude.bandcamp.com. Mm -hmm. And cool. I'm coming out with an um, actual website called dudedetroit.com. In the near future, 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 future. future, future. And Crimington, uh, anything you would like to promote? <laughs> yes, I suppose I shall be appearing as John Engler in the revival of On Thin Ice, the mm -hmm. Steve Eiserman musical. <laughs> shall be running at the Quicken Loans Amphitheater. <laughs> okay. And uh, anything else? Any other uh, advertisements? Uh, when it comes to Kathy... <laughs> Particularly side-cathing. Yeah. You could do a lot worse than slide-right <laughs> catheters. <laughs> this is, is Crimington Montpellier for slide-right catheters. <laughs> and what is this last song you'll be showing us today? <laughs> this is a song I wrote after I got out of the hospital called Angels Looking Over Me about the tragedy and triumph of being infirmed. Very cool. Here is Angels Looking Over Me by my buddy, dude. And stay tuned, guys, because next week we'll be joined by more friends of mine, Pancho Villa Skull, 
who are coming back on the show. I think this is their this is gonna be their third time on the show. Oh my god, I love those guys. Uh, thank you guys both so much for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Uh, and uh, can you please? Uh, so would call my hey, sister's Can I have children. Some more of that Horace punch. Oh, of course. Uh, may I have a ride uh, home? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Could one of you young men uh, call my? Hold on a second. I'm, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. You wait here. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go to the bathroom too. And then uh, you just okay, s- yeah. stay here, and I'll be back to get you. Okay. Here, here's Ada's right. looking over me, by dude. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> wait, where are you going? <laughs>
Michael Debris Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.